Hello, I'm Joshua Davis, a junior and communication student here at Campbell focusing in journalism and broadcasting, and this rhymes with orange. Our guest today is uh, Josh Davis, and we've already done the interview, and I think it went exceptionally well. Yeah, Josh wants to get into podcasting someday, and I think he um, he viewed this opportunity today. Uh, we have him on to talk about what it's like to be a student during COVID-19, but we also went a lot into Josh's past and, and why he's here and all that kind of good stuff, but I think Josh viewed today as... If I want to get into podcasting, this, <laughs> this is, is how we this do is it. an opportunity First to step. give it a shot, and uh, he aced it. I thought he did a great 100%. job. Um, so yeah, this is our second Rhymes of the Orange of the new semester. Uh, a bit of a break from our first one, and we want to get back to a weekly show. It's uh, a little more difficult now. This is our first in-person podcast. Yeah. We've been doing everything by Zoom. I like the in-person. It's so much more fun. It's more fun. It's a lot more personal. You can read the room better. Um, even wearing masks, you can read the room better. And uh, but, but I don't know. I, I imagine, like everything on campus, our podcast will be a hybrid this year of uh, <clears throat> online you know. and in person. I, I wanted to. We're just going to use a couple of minutes before we get into the interview. But um, we do have a new magazine coming out, and um, it's going to be our fall edition. It'll be hitting doors by the end of this month. Uh, Kate and I have both worked on it, and I'm uh, very happy with the way it turned out. The reason I'm bringing it up on here, though, is because uh, our cover story is uh, very timely. It has to deal with the Black Law Students Association at Campbell Law School in downtown Raleigh, and we feature six students who are members of, of this organization or just students of color, and uh, they're talking about why they get they got into the justice, a career in justice, and uh, where they see... Um, how they can make a difference and be a better voice and a better advocate for other people of color. Um, like I said, it was a, it's a very timely story, and I think uh, one that um, you're going to learn a lot about what um, some of these students have gone through in their lives and, and why they chose to go into this field. So I'm very excited about it, but the reason I'm bringing it up here is because I did audio interviews with all of these students, each one of them about an hour and I told the students, you know, ask them for their permission, of course, but I told them I will probably use this six hours of content and try to do kind of a podcast series to go along with this story. And so that's something I'm actually working on right now. I don't know when it's going to come out. Hopefully it'll come out around the time the story comes out, but uh, Rhymes with Orange will have a, it's either going to be a two or three part series to accompany the story. And it's going to be, um, you can read the story, but uh, I think the podcast will go into a lot more detail. A lot, of, a lot of what they said, um, I wasn't able to use be- simply because there's a lot of words you can get in six hours. And so, hopefully, this podcast will kind of go a little bit deeper into into their lives, into their reason for being um, where they are now, and uh, excited to share it. That's news to me. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you this right now. I love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we, we've had. Uh, if we've had any kind of problems finding guests this semester, uh, that'll take care of two or three episodes. Beautiful. So win-win all around. Um, but that said, uh, get back to Josh. Really, uh, really excited to share this one with everybody. I think Josh exemplifies what a uh, what a well-rounded 
um, Campbell student is. <laughs> what what, uh, what was your take from your your meeting Josh today? I've I feel like I've met Josh before. I feel like you don't forget Josh, but no. definitely some of the the best and brightest of Campbell are the students we've had on this podcast, and he is one of them. We know how to pick them. Yeah, we do. Well, thank you, everybody, and uh, we'll be back hopefully next week. And uh, you're listening to. The Kate Stoneburner Hour with Kate Stoneburner. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs>
and choosing something about somebody that's interesting when, when you write a story about them. And so I just, you know, off the cuff said, so Josh, what's something that's interesting about you? And uh, I don't remember exact wording, but you said, uh, I could have been a professional pianist. And I think Kate's radar popped up there because she's been <laughs> yeah. too. So, t- yeah, tell us about that. Oh, by all means. Um, I, come from, I come from a very, very musical family. My mom played violin. My brother played saxophone. I've been involved in chorus and theater, like, my entire life. I have a very big passion for music. And um, at one point, that, that was where I wanted my life to go. I wanted to be a professional actor. I wanted to do Broadway, musical theater, all that fun stuff. And, and this is a quick side note. But uh, right before, We're like, all about side notes. When I was, like, <laughs> what, 16, um, I was, like, it was junior year. I'm thinking, all right, I need to start getting ready for college. I need to figure out what I want to do with my life. And I was like, theater's going to be it. I'm going to be an actor. And then my mom sat me down, and she's like, son, <laughs> son, you have talent. Yes, but acting's not going to pay the bills. And are you really willing to work that waiter job until you hit 40 and get big? And I was like, good point. Let me find something else. And um, because 2016 was just a great year, you know, we had that presidential election and I discovered a passion for politics and news and all and everything with that. And that's how I got to the path I'm on now. So, so you chose the second lowest paying profession. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can cut that, <laughs> I can cut that out. <laughs> it's okay. Keep it. It's. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Um, I've just felt like with. And I know this is. Uh, this is different from what you originally asked, and I'll get back to that. I promise. <laughs> um, I just felt with uh, journalism, I had an actual chance to uh, not only just speak my mind, but you know, put some impact on the world. You know, maybe I can start conversations that could lead to actual lasting change. But okay, that's. Off the no, side, no, no. back to the back to the original thing. I could have been a professional pianist. Yes, I played piano for ten years, ten since I was eight years old. Uh, I stopped when I was about eighteen because I got to college and I didn't have a piano in my room, and I didn't feel like driving home to practice because I'm not going home unless I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm independent now. I'm an adult, and eh, eh, young adult. We'll we'll just keep that right there. <laughs> but um, yeah, I love piano. Oh, oh my gosh, I spent. Oh, who knows how many hours practicing. Um, I performed, what, I started off small, and but I've gotten to a point where I actually was performing at like a national level. I did uh, stuff with my church. I performed for my church. Uh, I was part of the worship team. Um, specifically with, because um, I don't know if anyone else knows this. It might just be me. But when it comes to like Assemblies of God churches, there's this thing called fine arts. It's really cool. Basically, um, you have like students like from all over the country, from churches all over the country, and some others actually, who come together and they perform and they like show off their talents. And they have categories ranging from theater and like piano, like worship teams and all that. They also have like, and they keep adding like more and more different genres and categories. Like I remember I had one friend who did stand up comedy one year and he killed it. He uh, won for that category. And so, yeah, I performed at um, the national level for piano, and it was a really great time. I don't, I, I kind of miss it sometimes, but I don't regret uh, where my life's heading right now. I'm very, I'm very happy with where I am. I'm sorry, I'm still just trying to picture a stand-up comedian in Assemblies of God competition. <laughs> he had this one joke, this one bush joke, like the hedges <laughs> of God or something. Like, Lord, give us a hedge of protection. The crowd lost their proverbial wow. minds. It was incredible. <laughs> I just, 
Christian stand-up comedy is just top tier. You got to be really creative with it. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, you also have your limitations with the person. Yeah. Sometimes that's a good th- I was actually in Fuquay Varina the other night for a stand-up comedian at Vicious Fishes, and I had forgotten. It had been so long since I'd seen stand-up comedy from amateurs that I'd forgotten how truly painful it can be <laughs> when it's someone rough. is touring is the country. Is this like open mic night or something? Or? No, it was an invited guest, oh. but you know, these guys are from Seattle and the jokes that go over well in Seattle don't necessarily go over well down here. Yeah. Welcome to the South, buddy. <laughs> some truly <laughs> painful moments. But you know what? They kept their spirits up and they did a great job. So It's all about confidence yeah, you're in broadcasting now. You know what it feels like to oh, get yeah. up in front of an audience. We've had plenty of moments where it's kind of just I'm sitting there looking like an idiot and I'm just uh keep going keep pushing through keep pushing quick. the teleprompter runs out and you're still you know sitting. I gotta give props to my teleprompter people y'all are doing your best we as a broadcaster I appreciate it just, just go a little bit faster just yeah. that's all I ask yeah. I'll picture that. I've, uh, if you've watched any of these Dr. Creed videos this semester my job during these videos <laughs> has been uh, his teleprompter guy, and I have to, I have to speed it up and slow it down to his liking, and that 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 can be pretty, uh, I don't know, uh, stressful work. It's rough. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's not my forte. I did teleprompter once for a, a separate thing for like a class, and. It was stressful because I sat there thinking, oh, man, I'm going to be the reason this broadcaster looks stupid. Yeah. But, I mean. <laughs> so so to, uh, to pivot a little bit, we're sitting inside the new student union. Yes, sir. We're sitting inside the Campbell Times office that we've used for the past couple weeks. But also we're all wearing masks. We are almost facing back our backs to you yeah. because our mics are on a different table. <laughs> but um, this is our first in-person podcast since. It is. Separate. We've been doing Zoom for, for a long time. So I guess uh, when this all started, we had Dr. Meredith Williams on, and she, we did that in an office, and we were all six feet apart. But uh, what I'm getting at here is this is kind of strange, you know, mm-hmm. the, the way that Kate has to turn 180 to, <laughs> to see us all talking Sorry, I have here. An owl neck. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but this whole, this whole semester has been strange, and, and mm-hmm. you're a student who's who's experienced two years of college without, um, or a year and a half of college at least, without uh, the pandemic. And now, you know, you're, the, the end of your sophomore year was, was um, truncated. You know, truncated, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. much different. And now you return to campus in the fall uh, with a mask and social dis- So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about now is, as a student, you can represent your entire school here. I will do what's my that, best. What's it like for you to um, to be here during all this? Well, uh, I guess to start off, I'm very, very, very grateful to be back. Um, I got to tell you, once you get a taste of that college, like life and independence, you don't want to go back. And for me, I'm a very independent person. I went back to my folks' house down in Fuquay, and those six months were terrible. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I just... I love my mother. I love my father. Do not want to live with them anymore than I have to. <laughs> I will visit you on Thanksgiving and Christmas. But um, did it, it did it get back to like high school life? Did, oh my gosh! Like uh, you know, curfews Worse. and you things like hang that. Out with anyone. Right. It was t- okay. Quick quick side note. At one point, I was because I was interning over the summer at with a company in, in D.C. remotely, of course, and it was like 
it was essentially my lunch break. I got done with like a good chunk of my work for the day. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get lunch. And I ran out to Chipotle because mm. I like Chipotle. Good life choices. And uh, all I remember is like, I was uh, got my keys. I'm about to head into my car. And my mom like stops me at the door and she's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm getting Chipotle because I want lunch. And she's just like, uh, you didn't, t you didn't tell me. <laughs> and I'm thinking, Ma, I'm 19. Give me a break. And I'm going to Chipotle. You know I can't hang out with people or go to parties. And she's like, mm, I need you to tell me. I'm like, Mother. Chipotle is my social life, Mom. Mother, it really was. That, that app. That interaction with the person who delivered my food. That was a terrible, terrible time. But yeah, when I, when I got that notification, all right, Campbell's having in-person classes again. I was like, fantastic. Let me get my dorm. Let me get all set up and packed up. I'm gladly coming back. Awesome. And I guess on a personal note, uh, when it comes to all the precautions and stuff that Campbell has instituted, I don't really have a problem with it. I, I understand you have to do what you need to do to keep people safe. And, you know, I'm pretty flexible with it, especially since uh, my father, he works in a hospital setting. He's, um, he works at Womack down in Fayetteville. So he, I, I got to witness, like, I guess you could say, you know, I don't want to say horrors, that's, I got to witness COVID-19 from his perspective of working in a hospital and seeing the people he interacted with and hearing those stories. And I was like, yep, don't want to catch this. Got to do what I have to do. Right. And so now that I'm back, um, I've, I've sort of fallen into my old routines again. I uh, wake up roughly at the same time every day, depending how, how late <laughs> I stayed up the night before. I, um, I, I guess having the masks is kind of annoying, like a little bit. I understand they're necessary. They are a little bit annoying. I won't lie, yeah. but they're not. Uh, I guess it's world not totally ending. Totally ruining your. Yeah. I'm learning it's it's, a minor it's difficult to do a podcast with them. Oh really? Yeah. Like uh, my mouth is is uh, very dry. humid, dry. <laughs> you know, it's a uh, a lot. There's a lot of breathing that goes on during this, and you don't realize it. <laughs> oh my gosh, those those times because I like to run now on campus to work out. I just I uh, go on like runs in the morning occasionally. And I can't take, I have to keep my mask in my pocket because I just can't. I just like Not the whole time. get out That's of breath if I keep my mask on while you run. But uh, I mean, life at Campbell, it's, even with the mask and six feet social distancing, it's not, it's not that bad. Although I will say about the six feet social distancing thing, um, I'm trying my best to adhere to it. It is tough. Yeah. Because you're like, I haven't seen you guys in like six months. Like to, to all my friends, I'm like, what's up? And I'm and a, and you I'm can't a, hug them. Yeah, I'm I'm a hugger too. So I'll like run up to my friends and be like, hey guys, it's so good to see you. And technically, we can't. Mm. Do I see people do it anyway? Yes. <laughs> I will not confirm nor deny if I'm one of those people. <laughs> we'll we'll grant you forgiveness for this episode of the podcast. Just I, don't tell our bosses. I, I have some I have some dirt on the, all sorts of people, so if I go down, some of y'all are going down with me. We can't be perfect, but I think we can all be pretty proud of, first of all, just how long we've stayed open mm -hmm. to begin with compared with other places in the area. And Yeah, we learned yesterday we're a quarter of the way through the semester now. Quarter of the yep. way through the semester. Yeah. We incredible. have, I think, less than 25 cases on student of students on campus. Well, last I checked, it was 16. space for quarantine, it's so... Like I feel like you guys are doing great, and I know it's it's impossible to do everything perfectly. Um, yeah. But I've been really impressed with what I've seen um, when it comes to following signage and things like that. Is it is it altering the in class experience any? Uh, the in class experience it's 
sort of weird, I guess, because, you know, naturally they had to cut down on class capacity. I, for example, my literature and health class with uh, Professor Dunham, um, he has it set up to where it's a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. He has it set up to where it's online uh, Blackboard Collaborate uh, lectures on Mondays. Half the class come in Wednesdays in person and half the class comes in Fridays in person. And so it's kind of affected the way we do our work, at least in that class, since we work in groups and you have to collaborate outside of class a lot more. You have to, you know, get your uh, group members like emails and stuff like that. But it's surprisingly not as bad as I thought it'd be. And if anything, I actually kind of enjoy it. Um, I mean, then there's, you know, the online only classes, which I'm not gonna lie, they suck. Yeah. And this is this is not against the teachers at all. Like I know the teachers are trying their absolute best. I cannot be more proud of them. Online learning is just not for me. I just check out. So you're taking yeah. what five or five six courses this this fall? How many of them are are actually online? Uh, I have uh, ethics and government that's online. United States history one that is online. Um, let's see. Literature and health, that's a hybrid. Uh, analytic geometry, that is actually in person uh, fully. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. We had the first week was online only. I didn't do as bad as I thought, but it was it was not fun. And um, I have, um, what's I'm going to call it? Uh, Converge Media Design, which that is a once a week class. So that's not that big a deal. Cool. Yeah. And that's in person, so. I mean, it's not as bad as I thought it'd be. And I'm sure there are other students who would say the same. But, I mean, that's dependent on everyone's learning style, right. you know? Well, we have a few more minutes. Uh, you had mentioned earlier the, the reason you got into communications. Uh, it was during an election year. We're in another election year right now. Yeah. And uh, this is uh, it's an interesting time, definitely, to be a journalist with, uh, you know, the trust of journalists at, at an odd position right now and, depending uh, on who you ask yeah well exactly yeah but uh yeah you're so you're entering a field that's um interesting to say the least and what what have you learned from this past year these past couple years about uh what it's going to take to be a journalist in, in this kind of atmosphere that is a fantastic question um so like I said earlier, I had the opportunity to intern with this company called Radio America in DC. And I got to meet a bunch of great journalists. I met um, a journalist by the name of uh, Mark Sheff. He was my mentor of sorts during this entire process. And he imparted this wisdom on me that uh, transparency is key. And no matter what you do as a journalist, always make sure you're transparent and being honest and holding yourself accountable. And it does not hurt to see other journalists and hold them accountable as well. Mm. Because uh, all it takes is one bad apple to ruin the whole bunch. Um, and that's, and I uh, knew, I know another uh, lady, she works at the Institute for Sustainable Infrastructure. I know, rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> she, she was actually a former journalist. I interviewed her for a separate project and um, she told me the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, especially when it comes to dealing with like people stories, like people-centric stories. Um, be honest with people and if they tell you that they're not comfortable with like certain things like don't listen to those mm -hmm. yeah like listen to what they have to say if they don't want a certain part of uh like your interview maybe you have like a couple sound bites to be part of that uh to be published don't publish those parts of that interview and um i guess nowadays in the current political climate that we're in i think the job that journalists have is more important than ever 
And I'd say that that's regardless of who you have in office, of course, by the way. I'm not going to get too far into that rabbit hole. But um, to my fellow journalists, to any up-and-coming journalists, keep in mind that our jobs are very important and that we're our purpose is to show people the facts and let them formulate their own opinions. To say, hey, here is something important that's happening. Here's what we know about it. And this is from my view personally. Take this information, do what you will, but understand this is the context of what we're working with. Mm. And I guess my entire thing as a journalist is that I really want to start conversations. I don't want to argue. I want to come to people, whether they agree with me, whether they don't, and say, okay, how come you think the way you do? Let me, let me understand why you approach a certain subject uh, the way that you do and see if we can find common ground because I'm a wholehearted believer that we have more in common than we have different, you know? Yeah. Well, well said. Yeah, well, very well said. And that's a, that's a great note to end on too. So Josh, uh, Josh Davis, uh, Junior, Communication Studies, Journalism. Uh, we um, were talking yesterday, now editor of the Campbell Times. Yes, sir. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank and, you for the uh, honor. Yeah, no, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. I know podcasting interested you, and uh, I got to say, if uh, if this is something you want to pursue, uh, excellent job. You, you, thank you. You should definitely uh, be in front of a mic. So uh, so thank you so much, and future, uh, good luck. Good luck this semester. All right. Thank you. Have a good one.